When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The summer is behind us already. How did that happen? And I'm sure we can agree it's been the strangest one ever. Thankfully, we have the return of football to provide much-needed normality as the nights draw in. To celebrate this, Beer 52 are generously offering free beer to you while watching your team from the comfort of your home. They are offering eight craft beers sourced and curated from the best breweries on the planet for free. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash city. That's beer52.com forward slash city. And just cover the 5 95 for the postage. Beer 52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club with over 150,000 members that they send a brand new case to every month. Every month's case has a different theme. Past themes have included beer from New Zealand, South Africa, Korea and all over the USA and Europe. As an independent British company, Beer 52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene, which they continue to support during this difficult period. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose the light option and your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine Ferment and a tasty snack. Don't worry though, if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash city to get your first case of eight beers for £5.95. That's www.beer52.com forward slash city. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams... Niche nonsense or surprisingly brilliant? You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish Football Podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Welcome to the Man City Show. This is Tony Rush keeping the chair warm once more for Nigel Rothband, who's probably having a lie down after Sunday's performance. So, three games this season, two wins, but one hell of a beating by Leicester. 
to pick the shin bones out of that performance, I'm delighted to be joined by a footballing foursome, socially distanced, of course, by the Summerbell Lee and Trevor Christie of Blue Punditry. It's in no particular order. Spencer Debson. Hi, Spencer. Hello. Hi there. Stuart Brockin. Hello. Hi, Stuart. Hi there. And the inimitable Lisa Rabinovitz. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Tony. Well, then, let's start inevitably with the debacle that was Sunday's horrendous capitulation against Leeds, uh, Leicester even. Spencer, 1-0 up, dominating. Oh. What could or did go wrong? Well, you're absolutely right, Tony. Thank you so much for starting with me to preface this. <laughs> uh, we didn't see it coming, did we? We started off so well. Wonder goal by Mares, a really fabulous goal. Um, and, you know, 30 minutes in, we were, we were sort of settling in. I thought we were playing really quite well. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, and then we had the first of three really sort of, you know, poor, poor happenings with the penalties. Um, I didn't think the first one, you know, it was a sort of tangle of bodies, but it was a penalty. Um, and then we went in 1-1, and even at 1-1 at half-time, uh, I felt that, you know, we'd had the balance of the half. Um, you know, it was, uh, we, were, we were sort of good to go for the second half. Um, and then, of course, it all went, you know, really badly wrong in the second half. And actually, I mean, we'll, the others talk a little bit, but, you know, I, I think we were outplayed really in the second half and, and, and tactically outplayed as well. Uh, and it was a sort of thoroughly demoralising defeat, really. Uh, and we really need to pick ourselves up. And I'm sure we'll go on to talk about the ways in which the team might be strengthened for, for the going forward. And yes, we had a lot of injuries, but um, that was not, not, not an excuse for a performance like that. Unacceptable. And I think Pep's first five-goal defeat in his, in his history as a manager. Indeed it is. Stuart, you've been watching City longer than all of us. Have you yeah. all seen of us, all of you put a situation like that? Uh, well, indeed. Or have you ever seen us give away three penalties like that? I don't think I have. No. The problem with them, they were all identical penalties. They all, the player was caught wrong side of the attacker. The defender was caught wrong side. Of, I mean, that's un- unforgivable. Um, you know, I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, I, I, the papers have written us off this morning, which is great in a way. Uh, Jamie Carragher, uh, Neb- uh, what's his name? The United guy. Uh, what's he called? I've forgotten his name. Gary Neville, who I, I rate as a pundit, actually. Uh, they've all said we finished end of, end of the road. But I think, you know, it's one game, one defeat. We did have a lot of injuries. We didn't play well. We didn't look as if we were at it, to be honest. I know that's ridiculous to say that for players who are getting so much money, but I, I just I just can't put a finger on what, what went wrong. There wasn't one thing that went wrong. I think everything went wrong. Um, I, I don't know. We're going to have to come back pretty strongly after that, I would say. We certainly are, and all very depressing. I haven't even got to Lisa yet. Come on, Lisa, lighten the mood. Was it just a bad day in the office? <laughs> uh, you want me to lighten the mood? Uh, no, it wasn't. It's, just a, continu- it's a continu- continuation of last season. Uh, yes, I know people have said, and, and I don't think we're making any excuses for it, the, the fact we've got a lot of injuries. I think to use that would be hiding the problem that's been there for the whole of last season. It's not not been addressed. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm with Stuart a little bit. I'm not entirely sure what it is. I don't think it's one thing. It's a number of things. 
one that I've been going on about since company went, and also Delph, um, we've got no leadership there um, on the pitch, possibly not in the dressing room. I, I just, there's just so much that's not working and I'm not really sure what he's going to do about it. I don't think signing a central defender is, is going to change everything. It will help. We definitely need one. Uh, we need a left back. I've been saying that for about five years. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to help lighten the mood. Did I do a good job? No. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep working on it. Uh, and, and also, to go, what, sorry, to go back to what Stuart was saying about having people writing us off already, I'm quite surprised that anyone thought we would um, be the... I think most of the pundits have us winning the league, which I was quite shocked by, because I, I think there's so much that needs to be changed that I, I'm quite surprised that so many of them said we would win the league this season. Well, we'll come on perhaps to, to signings and potential signings a little bit later. Stuart, was it an accident waiting to happen in your, your eyes? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we lost nine games last season. We were, were susceptible to pace. I mean, any team that, you know, hits the ball over the top, uses pace, they're, they're going to score, you know, one or two. So we've got to score three or four. Um, it, it doesn't work like that in football. We should be you know, building from the back. Most good teams build from the back. Pep's never done that. Uh, he, he said he can't teach defensive you know, qualities, but I'm sure he can. I'm sure there must be somebody in the backroom staff there that's a defensive coach, but uh, there's no evidence of it at the moment. I just, I'm just, you know, but we did play quite well in our other two games, we have to say that. Um, with a very weakened team against Bournemouth, and we played okay against Wolves. You know, they looked dangerous in, you know, a 10-minute spell. But, you know, Leicester are no great shakes, let's be honest. You know, they're not Liverpool. Indeed. They shouldn't be conceding five no. goals against a team like Leicester. And that's end of story, you well, know, really. certainly shouldn't. Well, Spencer, Rodriguez said that Leicester were lucky. Agree? Disagree? <laughs> um, well, I've got to disagree. I've absolutely got to disagree. And actually, going back to these three identical penalties, I mean, that is not accidental. Uh, you know, the facts are that we were susceptible to, to that, that sort of pass into the area. And also, you know, the third one, especially where sort of Mendy manhandled, uh, you know, the guy down. I mean, it was, it, it was unacceptable. And I think it was a, a, a bit of a tactical loss. Um, I think Fernandinho and Rodri in the centre, two sort of holding style players. Uh, you know, there wasn't the creativity. We were very sort of central you know, Sterling playing as the sort of forward forward attacker in the game. Uh, we didn't relax with its wits. Um, I mean, but, you know, when you add all of it up, um, we played one really bad half. So the question is, you know, is that, uh, you know, a sort of a one-off blip for a half? You know, all all teams have that have those. Or is it something much more systematic? Um, and, you know, I mean, the conversation at the moment is around it being much more systematic. And, um, we, you know, we do not have the uh, optimism that the some of the uh, the pundits did at the start of the season. But um, I, I do funnily think that we will uh, regroup and I do think we'll recover. It was one bad half at the end of the day. I do think we have got, um, we've, got a, we've got signings which we're going to be talking about. And actually, I think one of those could make an absolutely massive difference. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> we're none of us <laughs> in a good mood, are we? But I do think that we will regroup from here and I do think we will we'll improve and it, it's only the you know second third game of the season let's 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 sort of calm down a little bit yeah it's a horrible feeling i couldn't eat for 24 hours after the defeat but 
maybe that's another story. <laughs> Let's. Yeah. I think after a performance like that, it's time. Things. Indeed. It's time to try the defence. So I'm going to call you all as expert witnesses. Um, we're going to put on trial the back four, I think, from, from Sunday. Um, Stuart, Carl Walker. Yeah. Carl Walker. You're not guilty. I like I like Carl. I like Carl Walker. I think he's still got a lot of speed, even though he's, you know, getting on a little bit. But you know, his positional sense is not great sometimes, and he's given he has given away a lot of penalties, a lot of free kicks in dodgy areas, but not quite as many as Ottomendi, who's now left these shores. But um, no, I, I don't know. I, I like him. I would keep him. You'll keep him. Okay, Lisa, I'm going to hold you back, if I may, for Benjamin Mendy. So I'll let you, I'll let you reflect on that. Can I speak about We'll Benjamin give you the rest Mendy. of the show. Go on, then. Benjamin Mendy. No, uh, we'll let, we'll let... Can I speak on Mendy a little bit? Go on, then. Go on. Um, when, when he played against us in Monaco, he looked fantastic. He had nobody marking him, of course, and he was much quicker then than he is now. He's had lots of injuries. I think he lacks a football brain, which is a big, big problem when you're playing in a position like that where you're expected to get up, up and down the field. Um, he hasn't got the mobility that he had. He, 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 to me, is, he is not worth his place in the side at any point, even, even in a League Cup tie. That's my view on him. Lisa will probably endorse that. Right. I'm sure she will. Yeah. Well, Spencer... I'm going to give you our two central defenders from the other night. We've got Eric Garcia, fated by Barcelona, should we let him go. Yeah. And Nathan yeah. Aki, who must think he's back at Bournemouth at the moment. So how do yeah. you think the two of them did? Guilty or not guilty? Well, well look, I, I've got to say um, I'm more negative towards Garcia than Ake at the moment, just generally before this game, because, you know, supposedly he stated his intention to leave. And I think that one thing you, you shouldn't have in any squad is somebody who's not 110% committed to the cause. So, um, I, you know, that said, performance-wise, uh, I think he was uh, culpable yesterday. I mean, I think he he didn't close players down when he should. And I, I think it was him that allowed Madison to score. Madison scored, a, you know, it was a wonderful goal, but he wasn't, wasn't closed down at all. And he had plenty of time to, to look up and, 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 and raise the shot. Um, so, uh, four out of ten for Garcia, I'm afraid, yesterday. Okay, well, it's early days. Uh, he, he's looked decent. We, we, no, one, no one can get more than a six for, for what happened yesterday, maybe a five. But, but uh, I, I would let Garcia go at this point and, um, and get the replacements in that we, we are expecting. Okay, well, we'll come on to join us and leave us shortly, Lisa. Lisa, without wishing to lead the witness, would you like to comment on the somewhat hapless Benjamin Mendy? No more than 20 minutes, please. <laughs> to be fair, there's not really much, there's nothing more I can say. He isn't good enough. <laughs> I think that's the long and short of it. I've been saying the same thing about most people we've had at left back for quite a while. Um, but he, the actually, one attribute that he did have with his pace has gone. So what does he offer us? Nothing. Okay. Apart from an accident waiting to happen. And I mean, it keeps happening, yeah. to be honest. So it's not even waiting to happen. An accident that keeps happening. And it, it just fills me with dread when I think of him coming up against quite a few teams in the league who wouldn't... Anyone who's got a decent winger must be absolutely relishing playing against him. I, it's just... It's, I think it says a lot when we have fared far better 
over a few seasons with Zinchenko and Delph in a position who are not supposed to be left backs than we are doing with an actual left back. And he's just not up to it for me. That the problem we've got is no one is going to want him. So he's going to be here. He's going to be still at the club. We just need to find someone to take his place and have him for the Carabao Cup. <laughs> Can I say something quick on Mendy? Well, please do, Spencer. No, I'm done. I agree with Lisa and Stuart. I think he's, his time is up. But I have to say, you know, remember when he first came, uh, you know, and he's, his, first, his early games where he was really fabulous. And you thought, here is a player who has got the joie de vie of football, the romance of football. He had a great person, has a great personality. We all remember him charging down the, um, the, uh, the touchline, I think, to congratulate Sterling on that goal when he had his... Uh, his injury and he was uh, yeah, with his crutches and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that helped. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, but that was, that's the flip side of the character, wasn't it? You know, he never really recovered properly from that injury. And, uh, you know, I think we're all sort of, um, you know, his equity has all been used up with us. But it's a shame because I think the thing that frustrates with Mendy is that his, his highlights video, as I'd call it, is wonderful. And he started off so well. And so we thought, here we have really have a special talent got the big injury and it's i mean this is like two three years ago now so i think that uh it's sort of the end of the road but it's, it's a shame because a player that promised so much and we had so much sort of initial excitement around him you got a nice smile i think i'm correct in saying this is his fourth season with us isn't it you know i've been sort of yeah. hoping he would settle down but he's he's had his chance yeah okay i think there's a majority verdict there yeah, yeah. go find Goodbye. benjamin mendy guilty yeah. And we sentence him to a night out with Jamie Carragher. <laughs> so, let's move on then. Look, it's a team game, and I think it would be, as much as we were disappointed with the back four as a unit, um, we have to look at the team as a whole. Let's, let's move on look at the midfield as a whole. Uh, we touched upon this before. You know, we've got Rodri and Dino playing together, which has not been Pep's style before. That should have given us a firm base, shouldn't it? Lisa, why why didn't it work with those two shielding the back four? To be honest with you, it got a lot worse after he took Fernandinho off. So I'm well, not sure that it. That if we may. Okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but so well, but it's it's diff- it, it wasn't it wasn't helping us. Cre- it wasn't helping us get the other players to do the cre- creative work, and I don't know whether that's just because. Foden wasn't... The problem is, and we've said this before with City, is that it's never... It feels like it's never a case of one player has an off day. It's like they all have off days all in one go. And I know, like you said, we, we lose as a team. Um, so it's 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 really hard to, to answer it without... You know, if it was just Foden looked really bad, so take him off and bring someone else on. But it, you could have taken anyone off at any point because we just weren't creating anything and all our passing was incomplete and poor and and this whole setup for Pep relies on accurate quick passing I don't know maybe it's just too maybe having two of them like that slows things down a bit too much I I, I don't know they haven't played they haven't played together often enough in that position and last season he played Fernandinho in defense which I think didn't help us at all overall because I think Rodri played much more than he would have ordinarily done in a first season in a pet side. And maybe it's a hangover from that. I don't know. Too many options. Okay. 
Okay, well, Spencer, I mean, that's two of the midfield four. Kevin De Bruyne was playing in a more central role, and Mm. young Mr Foden, in my humble opinion, seemed, I think he was anonymous, to be honest, in the whole game. He didn't do anything bad, he didn't do anything well. Do you think those two were played out of position? I mean, you know, KDB is arguably most effective when he can play balls in from the wing, isn't he? Do you think we tinkered with their positions and that cost us? Yeah, I think the whole, you know, our whole shape was very sort of central rather than out on the wing. I mean, yeah, KDB's at his best when he's, uh, you know, on the out on the wing or sort of inside, but, you know, slightly inside sort of centre right, isn't he? With you know the crosses, and he, you know, in fairness, that you know there was some supply line from him, but it was over hit or it was, um, you know, uh, there was that delap um, header onto the bar, wasn't there uh, in the second half? Um, but. I didn't think KDB had a bad, bad game, but, you know, um, small margins, isn't it? You know, between something being productive or, or otherwise. Foden, I totally agree, was very, very anonymous. I mean, I was really struggling to uh, to see his contribution. You know, uh, it happens. It's, you can't have every game like that. But um, And even Ferran Torres, when he, after he came on, uh, when he substituted, um, came on for Foden with um, 25 minutes to go, you know, again, we didn't see much from him. So... We had an off day, um, but I think uh, a tactical off day as well as sort of just individual players not not rising to it. And I do agree with that comment about, you know, it's sort of it's hard to single out individuals uh, collectively, uh, sort of poor performance overall. Um, But Foden had a had a had a poor one. Definitely. Stuart, anyone impress you up front? Obviously, we've got a number of injuries. We had no recognised striker or in the game. We'll perhaps talk about the injuries in a bit more detail in a minute. But how did we do up front for you? Not very well. Um, I think Lisa was right. We scored two. Every, I know we scored two. True. Exactly. We scored four in two Premier League games. That would be enough usually to give us two wins, or it should be. Um, I think Lisa was right. Everything went wrong. and it, We're only talking about maybe... 60 minutes of a game, one game in a whole season. I know some of the problems are endemic, systemic, whatever you like to call them. You know, our defence is is very susceptible. The midfield looked a bit slow. But against Wolves, they were saying, well, they've anchored the midfield. You know, it looks great. Uh, up front, I don't really think Sterling is a, is a striker, to be honest, or a false nine or whatever he might have been. Foden had an off day, but he's very young. KDB's entitled to an off day. He's a world-class player in virtually every game he plays in. So we're looking at one game. Let's not let's not forget that, or a part of one game. You know, um, first twenty minutes well, we looked great. We looked great. You know, we did. We did. Let's let's hope you're right. But but Lisa, have have we been found out? Do you think? <laughs> I think we were found out already last last yes. season. Um, you know, uh, we, we lost a lot of matches last season, and and I just don't think it's been addressed. Uh, and and that, so it's not nothing's going to change until they work out mm. what it is that we need to do to combat that. Um, you know, I think the thing that frustrated me so much about last season was I felt we were capable of so much more. But the longer this goes on, the more I, I worry that we're not. And also, I know I agree, we looked great against Wolves, and certainly in the first half. But then Wolves lost 4 0 to West Ham at the weekend, so I'm not sure what that actually tells us. <laughs> Fair point. I, is there a, well, 
a lack of leadership, Spencer, do you think? I mean, it just seemed heads went down after Leicester went ahead and yes, uh, I mean, we weren't coming back. It's certainly the case, and, and again, throughout last season, that when we sort of, you know, went one behind or, you know, the, the game was finally balanced, you know, in our title-winning seasons, we had high confidence, supported by the results generally, that we were going to, um, you know, see the right result. And it's just not happening. And it, when we go, certainly when we were 2-1 down against Leicester, you know, you, see, you sort of sense the confidence draining a little bit. And perhaps the belief uh, is, is not, that, not there as it used to be. And definitely, you know, uh, leadership on the pitch is really important at that point where we need to just you know, take it back up. And there is a lack of leadership on, on the pitch. Uh, and I'm really hoping that the player we go on to talk about could be our sort of Virgil van Dyke type character to really uh, we, to rally indeed the Indeed, we at, will. At key moments, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think there is a lack of leadership on the pitch answer your question okay right i have to ask the question pep is he in any way to blame for yesterday Stuart? i don't know if you want to take this one i have you mentioned it, i think it was lisa who mentioned it i thought it was extraordinary to make a substitution after 50 minutes i think either make the substitution at half time or give the team 15 minutes that i thought was astonishing and Stuart, your thoughts generally yeah. on on I don't know. The paper, the paper just, <laughs> well, ultimately, he has the, the responsibility. I mean, that's it. The buck stops there, doesn't it, with him? Um, and I'm sure he knows that. But, you know, um, I don't know. The papers are writing it off this morning saying that unless this Diaz uh, solves our defensive problems, Pep will be gone at the end of the season. I can't believe that that is the case, that this one player is, is he's going to stand or fall by one player. Um, Maybe he will, but you know the, the media are quick to get their knives in, especially against against us or on on us. So I don't know. Maybe he's lost a little bit of interest. Maybe this COVID nineteen is affected him. He lost his mother. Remember, uh, the whole thing's a bit surreal to me with no fans. And maybe he's not in the right frame of mind as yet. But maybe this is the kick up the backside that he needed. You know, can't coast through games anymore. I, yeah. Could be. I mean, Lisa, you make. Yeah, Lisa, you made the point before that this is very much a continuation of last season in many respects. Ever since uh, Captain Fantastic left, we've been struggling at the back. It was extraordinary. We were favourites for the Champions League with the back four we had last season. And as you said, favourites for the league this year. So um, maybe we all shouldn't be surprised, Lisa. No, I I really don't think we should be surprised. Um, But to your question about Pat, I... I love Pep. I never want him to leave, but he—he he has got. I think he's got a bit of a blind spot with the, um, and so it, it is his. It is it, ultimately he's the manager. It is his fault. The players don't help, but he—if there isn't a leader on the pitch, he has to find a way of, of either turning someone into it or making sure that their heads don't drop like that. And I think it feels to me like they don't have another plan, and that's part of the problem. So they don't know what we were doing, what we're supposed to be doing. So what else can we do? And then it's like panic station. Um, It's just like the old days, this this negativity. Indeed. Well, look, we can't deny the club has been ravaged by injuries. Um, It's like something out of a Rourke's Drift at the moment, isn't it? Another one buying it overnight and Jesus went down in, in slightly unusual circumstances as well. How much... Spencer, is that to blame for our, our performance on Sunday, do you think? 
look, it's very hard to attribute it to one game and one result because, you know, the players that were on the pitch were, you know, uh, mostly very seasoned City players with good track records and had been involved in, in successful, many successful games. So I think it's, it's a bit trite to say that. However, um, I think it was, the point was made that there was 13, 13 senior players available for the game. It's bound to have an effect. I mean, uh, you know, we didn't have a, a, a Aguero or, or Jesus on the pitch. We didn't have a, a, our striker. Um, we, we've got. Um, I think. I think. I think. What? What? what it, it robbed us of depth on on the bench, and so it sort of robbed us of a, a bit of an ability to sort of come back when things weren't going that well. So I think it would be um, wrong to hide behind that for for the Leicester game. I think that's that's what it was. Uh, and also, I understand that you know. Players like sort of Bernardo, or whatever. I know they were injured for for that game, but they've, you know, they've had also dips in form. So this is the dynamics of, of the squad, and uh, I don't think anyone can really, uh, you know, any City fan could complain that our squad's not deep enough. You know, it has to be able to withstand injuries, and sometimes you get a, you know, you get a bad run. But uh, certainly we're on a bad run at the moment with injuries. We certainly are, Stuart. Uh, did you blame our sort of late Champions League run? Has that had anything to do with it? The fact we were playing later than most other clubs, do you think? Or is it just unlucky? Nothing more than that. I think it's unlucky. I, I think, you know, we're as fit as any squad in the, in the league, no question. Um, I don't know. It's hard, to, as I say, it's hard to put your finger on it. But there is, you know, I don't know. I, injuries will always happen. We've had more than most teams, I would imagine, this season so far. We had no striker, like you say. We had no leader. We had—I don't know. It, it all—it all compounded. It was this sort of thing was going to happen against a team that, you know, took advantage of our frailties at the back. The injuries didn't help. But can we blame injuries with a, with a, the amount of money we have to spend, the squad that we have, the size of the squad? Um, they're all internationals. I think. I think wasn't every player on the field an international on Sunday? Pretty sure. Probably, yes. Yeah, pretty right sure. Right then, enough of this negativity. Enough, enough of the negativity. Let's take a break. Yes. Yeah, let's take a break. When we come back, let's look ahead to the competition we've made our own, the League Cup, the Leeds game, and to the signings we've made to date. So we'll be back in a minute. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Right then, welcome back to the Man City Show. It's Tony Newgrosh, still in the chair for Nigel. Not, he chose a good week to have off, really, didn't he? He's... Uh... <laughs> Uh, if anyone sees Nigel, perhaps you could drop us a Twitter at the City Podcast. Rumours that he's uh, auditioning to be a stunt double 
uh, on Sacre Saturday, I'm afraid, are to be discounted. No, he's, he'll be back next week, rest assured. But OK, enough of that negativity before the break. Let's look on the positives. Um, Spencer, um, we've yeah. signed Ruben Diaz up our defence. I think Cameron Diaz would have shored up our defence after the performance on uh, Sunday. <laughs> Pleased with that signing? Would have been no anything about him? Well, um, it probably, yes. You'd look at him. I actually, uh, I don't know much about him, but my son, uh, who's an avid um, uh, FIFA player and sports fan, a Man City fan, of course, uh, highly rates this gentleman. Um, and I was reading a little article today about him to try and get up to speed. Um, and he does sound like exactly the kind of player that we do need. Uh, I mean, they speak of him as a, as a, as a sort of very vocal on the pitch, um, as, you know, sort of he's a young player but mature. Um, he's strong, big lad, 6'1", right-footed. Um, and, you know, of course, we're all hoping that uh, he's going to be a very important cog in the wheel. So, you know, let's let's hope. I mean, we don't know until we see the player, but... I mean, up to this point, City's scouting has generally been really very good, uh, absent the, uh, the, the, the challenge with the defence. Uh, uh, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful that he could actually really galvanise us, provide leadership and, and click. And if, we, if our central defence clicks, then I think a lot of other elements um, will, will come together. I do believe that. So I'm quite excited. So excited I could crush a grape, as they say. I'm, I'm genuinely excited. <laughs> <by it. laughs> All right. Lisa, I think we know what our favourite centre-half pairing will be going forward. Um, and it probably doesn't involve Nathan Ake, to be fair. Where do you think this signing leaves him? Left back. Well, keep Rest going. Out. Keep going, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, not that I want to dislike Nathan Ake. Maybe he will be good at left back. But, I, you know, why not? He's played there for... Uh, in, in international matches, hasn't he? Um, it can't be any worse than what we've already got. Um, I could give it a go, maybe, but that probably would be worse. Um, no, I, it, it was interesting. I was reading about Stones just not being, not having the fitness to play three matches a week, um, which is a shame. But he's not going to get a look in, is he? Once um, now that we have Laporte and Diaz, so. I'm, I'm excited just to have someone new who sounds like they might be good. Um, but I, I think that I think that you've got to you've got to give Ake a go at left back now. If we, if Diaz comes straight into the team, then give Ake a go at left back. And we say farewell. Yeah, absolutely. So Stuart, we say farewell to Nicholas Otamendi. Can you find any yep. kind words for him? He always gave a hundred percent. That's it. <laughs> he he never let he never let the side down in terms of effort. That's a hundred percent true. Uh, he he was you know often out of position, often gave away free kicks on the edge of the box or penalties. Uh, he he was a disaster waiting to happen, an accident waiting to happen. This new guy, he's he's twenty three. Played nineteen times, I think, for Portugal. Brings our spending on defenders to 400 million plus since yeah. Pep arrived, uh, which is a staggering amount of money when you consider Liverpool spending on defenders is 75 million, and that's one player, Virgil van Dijk, mm. who we decided was too expensive. But, you know, let's hope it works. Um, I like Ake. What, what I've seen of Ake, I like him. 
What about Cancelo at uh, left back? Maybe well, Cancelo indeed, at right back. Options there. Mm. I like Cancelo. Okay. Uh, he looked, he looked good, but you know, I think he, he played well in Project Restart. Definitely, much yeah, better yeah. than he has. But he, he's another one who thinks, you know, was talking about leaving. So another Garcia type, if you like. Mm. You can't give your all if, Spencer, if you want to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Spencer, why, why are we making signings now? You know, as we said, Vincent Company left over a year ago, you know, and is Ruben Diaz? Just a bit of a panic by now. Shouldn't this have been sorted out a long time ago? Well, I think yeah. I mean, I think it's isn't it? You know, it's quite well documented supposedly that that uh, we've tried and failed with quite a few players. Um, obviously, Koulibaly, they, they they sort of had a had a, a negotiation issue. Um, there was other offers for Portuguese player, another defender. They put in. I can't quite recall the name. But you know, it's been a it's been an identified issue, hasn't it? Since uh, since Vinny left, um, apparently. Pep was terribly upset that we didn't get Harry Maguire uh, last summer. I'm not, um, and I think it's 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 probably this has probably been, you know, an ongoing scouting issue for a long time. Um, for one reason or another, we just we just haven't uh, we haven't managed to make that signing. We've probably paid the price, you know. But I I, I do think that if we get this right, um, that this can have the galvanising effect that that um, you know we go back to. Um, Liverpool uh, Van Dijk again don't we but I do, I do think this could be very significant I, I, the more I read up about him and the more I see him you know on his uh, uh, online what he, what he can do I think he could be a really really important signing he's the right age um, the right mentality uh, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see him get into the team and, and get on with it I really am OK Lisa do you think the checkbook will be coming out once more before the transfer window closes well, there's been a lot of, I've noticed a lot of talk today about every left back under the sun who may be available. Um, so I guess there's a possibility, but I wouldn't, the problem The problem is, as Stuart pointed out, we've spent an awful lot of money on our defence. And <laughs> I think right now buying a left back would probably be a total panic. So I think we've made enough mistakes there for now. Uh, and I also agree with Spencer. I think that if, if Diaz and Laporte, I mean, if Diaz settled in as quickly as Laporte did, then it could have a significant impact on the rest of the team. Um, I don't think I, I, I don't think you can underestimate the effect it has. If if we aren't scoring as freely as we'd like to, if you're sitting there worrying, panicking about what the defence are doing, it, I don't think it helps anybody. So um, hopefully, hopefully they do click and it does it does work and give Ake a go at left back and. Let's see how we go. I, I'm trying to be positive here. I'm trying really, really hard. Can you tell? I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not natural for you, Lisa, is it? We know that. Well, look, come on, let's look I, ahead. I prefer... Oh, I prefer I'm, I'm a realist. <laughs> yeah, very much. All right, listen, we've got Leeds this weekend. Um, pleased to see Leeds back in the Premier League, Stuart. A bit of a good no, old-fashioned not club, eh? Not no? particularly, no. <laughs> Dirty Leeds. <laughs> I remember them when they yeah, had Jack Jones right. and others, Billy Bremner and people like that. They've never really shaken that image off. So, yeah, they're, they're, no. a, they're a good, well-supported side. Uh, not at the moment, obviously, but yes. Yeah, probably pleased mm-hmm. to see them. And it'll be a tough game, you know. Yeah, listen, they've, they've, they've come out well. all, all guns blazing, haven't they? Yeah, yeah they've done all yeah. right. So, 
Jack Harrison yeah, no, playing for them are uh, on loan from City. Yes, well. so I assume he can't play. Spencer, I mean, normally at this point we talk about the possible team, but, you know, with 13 fit <laughs> players, do you expect well, to see many any changes? Yeah, let's have uh, Liam Delappe leading the attack and let's go back from there. Don't know what to say. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, you know, the Carabao is the one where we um, everybody gets, uh, gets, some, uh, gets a go, don't they? So I... I Hoping that, I mean, I thought I loved watching Tommy Doyle a few times last season that we saw him. Um, um, I, I'd like to have a young team, really young team. Let's let's play with uh, with enjoyment. Uh, let's play good flowing football like Leeds do, and may the best man win. You know, I know we we always go back to the uh, the Carabao as sort of our our cup. Um, it's not, is it? Uh, it's an opportunity for the younger players to really represent the club that they love, and I think that's part of the romance of the Carabao and we should at this stage of it you know is this last 16 or last 8 last 16 I think isn't it um, yeah I think so well okay let's let's move on to the Carabao Cup then because we haven't talked about um, the victory against Bournemouth yet Lisa 2-1 win did we do just about enough and that's all that's required at this stage yeah I would say so um, it was a young team I can't I'm, I don't have any complaints about that result at all we just need just need to win it um, but then, then you know, I think it will be a young, a young team again, given the the fact that we only have 13 players available for our league games. I don't suppose they're all going to play um, on on a in a cup, a cup match as well. So I, I, I don't I don't expect it to be Burnley's um, priority necessarily. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I think we'll get a bit carried away with it being our cup. We're going to fall flat on our faces at some point. But uh, Well, eventually. We, I'm sure we yeah. will. But Stuart, who, in, who impressed you out of those, those wee youngsters? Well, Delap. I mean, his first touch in senior football in the back of the net. You know, We had four academy players in that game. Uh, I don't think Bernard had played particularly well, but I thought the others, the others did well, including Delap, of course. And it will probably be a similar story uh, against Burnley, who have got their own injury problems as well, I believe. Tarkovsky may not play. and I, I, He's got problems as well, Dalich, with the management there. and uh, not It's not all well uh, in the Burnley house at the moment. So uh, two teams who are, you know, have a few problems coming up against each other should be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a very youthful affair, I think, as we've we've yeah. alluded to. Spencer, how in, impressed were you with with seventeen year old Rory Delap? Oh, he's a big lad, isn't he? I mean, he really is. He's got he a puts lot himself of around, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, yeah. He's, uh, like good old fashioned sort of centre forward, uh, isn't he? He looks like he's got. I mean, it's amazing when you think seventeen years old. You know, I mean, that's quite a presence. I mean, you've got to think back to a sort of a, a Rooney character to see someone strutting around, you know, with that sort of confidence um, and that sort of, you know, he looks, he looks, he's a man, not a boy, isn't he? You know, the way he handles himself. So I've only seen him play, you know, those couple of times, but um, he looks, he's clearly a, um, a great prospect. And to give him, you know, to, to give a 17-year-old a debut is, uh, uh, in, uh, is a great compliment. And uh, he must be um, very well rated. I'd like to see more of it. Yeah, great to see the joy on his face when he scored as well, wasn't it? You know, that was a kid who really, it really meant something too. And he's a little um, boy, I'm sure. I don't know the background, but, you know, 
you want local academy players to, to really make good and, and, and make an impact. And he's clearly one of those got the potential to do that. You know, great. Uh, uh, Stuart, I was going to say, you'll remember his dad, won't you, Stuart? And yeah, probably his granddad yeah. as well, come to mention it. Possibly, but, uh, possibly. No, he looks, yeah. he looks more of an all-round talent. He does, he looks good. He, as, as you say, yeah, definitely. He looks like he will put himself about, whereas you know, our two strikers, Aguero will, Jesus won't really put himself about. He falls over a lot, but he's not, I don't think he's as strong as Aguero. And this guy, Delap, looks as strong as Aguero, which is uh, saying a lot for him. And yeah, he could be a, he could be a talent. He could be. Give him a bit more Tony, time. I'd, be, I'd be tempted to start him against yeah, Leeds as well. Sorry? Well, I was going to say, Lisa. I'd, I'd be tempted to start him. I d- I, I'm not even sure it's a matter of if he's good enough. He's got the confidence. I think he probably is good enough. Um, and it clearly didn't work against Leicester the way we were playing without a recognised forward. He is a forward. Give him a go. Le- Leeds are going to come at us because that's the way they play. They play the way we like to play. We're not doing it so well at the moment. I would I would give him a go and play in a more natural... I say formation. I always say we don't really play in a formation up front. But um, I, I think give him a go. Spencer, do you agree with that? Start him? Um, I would be slightly more cautious. Definitely against, against Burnley. But I, I would say perhaps not against Leeds. But... It's going to be a process, hasn't isn't it? You know, he's a young young player, and he'll be managed accordingly, no doubt. Um, but it's a refreshing change. Uh, I mean, we we're not used to playing with a good old-fashioned centre forward, aren't we? Which is exactly what he looks like. He's not a classic sort of Guardiola player. Um, but I'd certainly like to see more of him, definitely over the course of the season. Just okay, reading a well, story. Just see. reading a story in the Mail. Um, about City desperate to sign a left back before the transfer deadline, and it depends on Zinchenko whether they do. There's talk about Alaba of Bayern Munich, isn't there? Yes, right, yeah, and uh, yeah. somebody I can't pronounce. <laughs> Tagliafica. Well, Nicola, Nicholas Tagliafica. Well, watch, watch this watch space. space. Well, exactly. Look, if we can get away. With victory against Burnley, and I know it's an if, but I think I think we'd all think that's a game we can win. And if we can get three points against Leeds, and that will be a hard-earned game, do we think that won't be a bad return pre the next international break? Taking all things into account, yes, we'll be three points off the lead, as it were. But would you take that, Lisa? Yes, I would. Given where we are now, absolutely, I would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. be a better podcast, wouldn't it? So it's- <laughs> well, it certainly would, but I, I hope I hope this has been a good group therapy for us all. Um, I mean, the only other comment I had on the League Cup was, you know, we had to bring on Sterling and KDB against Bournemouth. Um, Stuart, yes. do we think? Yeah, I haven't asked you a question yet. Do, do you no. think that was the right thing to do? I mean, are we risking burning out what few well experienced quality players we have? If they come on for 20, 25 minutes, I'm not unhappy with that. So, you know, you, you do sometimes have to bring out your big guns, you know, especially when things aren't going as, exactly as you wanted them to. As I say, with four academy boys in the, in the team, you know, bring on Sterling, bring on De Bruyne, no problem for me. But fit enough. Okay. You know. All right. And we're now being charged £10 to watch these League Cup games. Yes. <coughs> 
are we expensive? Are we comfortable with this? Is this just another way of ex- screaming more cash out of us hard-working football fans? Yeah, no, not happy at all. I, I, I think that's a uh, uh, bit of a chutzpah. Is that the word? <laughs> not very happy with that, really. Um, I mean, no. you, have to pay, you have to use PayPal as well. They won't accept anything else. You know. We are, we are, you know, I, I mean, it is interesting, isn't it? Because, of course, the average city devotee is not spending the many hundreds of pounds and thousands probably over the course of the season to go in person. So that you have to sort of offset it against that. But, uh, but yeah, it just is, I feel a little bit indignant about that, to be honest. Why aren't we on TV? We, we, we've won the competition in the last three years. We're unbeaten in Quite. three and a half years. Why aren't we on TV? Yeah, I think that's, 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 that's a question. Yeah. Any other holder of a competition like that would not be shown. Even if they say, mm-hmm. well, we're hoping you lose. It would be a good story. But there you go. Yeah. You go. Look, I mean, on that point, we, we'll, we'll finish in a minute. But just, we've now got Micah Richards taking up the gauntlet up under trees. It's nice, I think, mm. to have somebody with a bit of blue blood in them sort of flying the flag for us. But... Has anyone ever seen shoulders that broad in all their life? Oh, it's it's great, quite it? ridiculous. It's, it's, it? it's like he's been playing American football from? when they've just thrown a jacket on him. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But uh, it's good time. Right, we'll end with our predictions for the Leeds game. The ever-optimistic Lisa Rabinovitz. Come on, how many are we going to win by, Lisa? Um, I think we're going to lose. <laughs> I think it will be... I think it, there's a shock for you all. I think it will be 4-2. Which way? 4-2. To lead. I said we're going to lose. I think it will be 4-2. Oh, Have you ever considered a career with the Samaritans, Lisa? <laughs> I'm a very kind person, Tony. We know you <laughs> Spencer, your prediction? 2-1 City. Come on. That, that's my boy. Stuart, bring it home. Come on, what's it going to be? 1-0. Two. One now to the away team. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, just for the you know avoidance of any doubt, I don't want to be right. <laughs> I have no issue with my prediction. I have no issue with my prediction being horribly, horribly wrong. Good. <laughs> oh, come back, Nigel. All is forgiven. And on that note, <laughs> let me say thank you to Stuart, to Lisa, to Spencer. Thank you to all of you for joining okay. us. This is the Man City Show saying good night. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit Playback Media. Podcast Network.